feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, boy, this could be a bombshell. The Burisma oil and gas executive from Ukraine, according to Senator Chuck Grassley, allegedly has at least 15 tape-recorded conversations with Hunter Biden and two with Joe Biden. This, according to Senator Chuck Grassley. This could be a bombshell. This is coming from the FBI source who reported that President Biden had a role in a bribery scheme, an alleged role. And this was on that document that, remember, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, handed over finally to Congress just last week. And now, according to Chuck Grassley, he just dropped a whopper on the floor of Congress a little bit ago, essentially saying, you don't, it's not just a hearsay thing, that there are actual recordings that the executive has. Now, remember, the allegation is that Joe Biden reportedly, and again, allegedly at this point, took $5 million, and that Hunter Biden took $5 million. This is enormous. And now, according to Senator Chuck Grassley, who just said this a little bit ago, there are audio recordings of a lot of these conversations. Boy, could this be damning. Take a listen. Here is Senator Chuck Grassley. That the foreign national who bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. Seventeen such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that then Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burisma employing Hunter Biden. Based on the facts known to the Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. Special Counsel Jack Smith has used a recording against former President Trump. Well, what is U.S. Attorney Weiss doing with respect to these alleged Joe and Hunter Biden recordings that are apparently relevant to the high-stakes bribery scheme? Getting a full and complete 1023 is critical for the American people to know and understand the true nature of the document and to hold the Justice Department and the FBI accountable. It's also important for asserting congressional, constitutional congressional oversight powers against an out-of-control executive branch, obviously drunk 
with political infection. Remember, Congress has received 1023s in the past, and they've been made public. So asking for this 1023 to be turned over to the American people to read is not an unusual thing that goes on with 1023s. What a bombshell tonight, and this comes as Congressman Andy Ogles introduces articles of impeachment against President Biden and Vice President Harris just hours ago. And joining us here on the Rita Cosby Show is the great Congressman Andy Ogles, the Republican from Tennessee. Congressman, thank you for being with us. Oh, absolutely. And and you're very kind in your remarks. Uh, I mean, I think the American people are fed up. Yeah, what, why? Tell me why you think it's important. And by the way, I got to get your reaction, Congressman, to this stunning news tonight. Uh, I know you introduced articles of impeachment also a few hours ago. What do you make of this new news, um, particularly that there may be recordings with this Burisma executive, several, it looks like more than a dozen with Hunter and two with Joe Biden himself? Wow, this could be a bombshell if true. Yeah, no, th- this is really breathtaking. I mean, so I- I'm somewhat privy to the the oversight committee's investigation, the, the bank accounts, the five million dollars, and there's more. There's more money transfers just than the five million dollars, but that that's neither here nor there. Which which is, it's kind of it's kind of striking to say that, but there's so much grift, there's so much collusion, there's so much bribery involved with the Biden administration. It's no longer an administration; it's a criminal enterprise. But now that you have this documented, not not only with bank transfers, but audio recordings, I mean, you know, the fact that you have a a Justice Department that has targeted a former president, President Donald Trump, for documents stored in a secure building. Let's keep that in mind. Where, Where the documents were stored, there's cameras, there's security, there's Secret Service. This is a secure building. This is this is safer, more secure than most courthouses around America. And suddenly this is a felony. Meanwhile, you have a president of the United States, his son, his family, accepting millions of dollars, that's millions, plural, from foreign national governments. Rita, if you and I did that, we'd be in prison tomorrow. Yeah, you know what? And the contrast, just as you aptly brought up, Congressman, is so different. Um, because here it is, President Trump, and we're talking about the classified documents. And then yet, when you hear the expanse of what is being looked at against President Biden. And we don't even know what happened with the investigation. We know that apparently there was this 1023, which you know the Oversight Committee got, but we don't even know where it's gone. We don't even know if they've even looked at it. And we have talked about, you know, literally tens of millions of dollars between the president and Hunter, at least the allegations. Let's see where it goes. But the fact that it seems like uh, at least there, it doesn't seem to be a rush in looking into Joe Biden or Hunter Biden, and yet they can't wait to go after President Trump. It, it seems like a glaring double standard. Oh, well, if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, if you dare speak out against the uniparty that controls much of our government, you're going to be investigated for something somewhere, somehow. And if they don't have anything on you, and I dare say that they'll make it up. And so, I mean, whether it's the president of the United States, and, I, and I'll digress a little bit, but you look at Daniel Penny in New York, you have a woke district attorney who is targeting a good Samaritan. And so, so whether you're president of the United States or you're a former Marine who served this country, who saved people on the subway, 
if you dare stand up, if you dare speak out, you're going to be targeted. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at a crossroads in this country. The fact that there is political persecution against a former president should frighten you, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or anyone in between. Look, this type of persecution didn't work in Rome. It didn't work under the British Empire. And it sure is going to not work in the United States of America. And if we don't fix this, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this country looks like in a decade from now. Yeah, I use the phrase Congressman uh, Andy Ogles, basically a banana republic. And and you think about the first time in American history that we would actually have federal charges against a former president ever is over classified documents. I mean, it, it just seems inconceivable, especially as we're talking about all this Burisma stuff. Now, let me first go back to the uh, articles of um, impeachment. You introduced them against President Biden and Kamala Harris? What were sort of the basis? Explain to our listeners, because there's a lot of things I can think of, uh, open borders and so many other things. What Give us sort of the, the recap on both of them, why you felt it was important to do this. Well, this is like going to a restaurant that has a really large menu and you can't decide where to begin. This is when you look at the impeachment articles against Biden or Kamala. I mean, there's so much there. But, you know, after talking to Chairman Comer, uh, chairman of the Oversight Committee that's been investigating the the Biden family, the, the criminal enterprise that has become the Biden administration, there was so much there. And then you juxtapose that against this, this persecution against President Trump. And look, you don't have to like President Trump to understand that what's happening against him is wrong, right? Like, this is, this is, this is about the Constitution of the United States. This isn't about Trump or his personality or his Twitter feed. This is about the Constitution of America. And the fact that 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 is under assault is a problem and should be a problem for every law-abiding citizen in this country. But when when you understand that this family, an extended family, were accepting bribes from other countries, there should be a problem for you. You look at the southern border when you have you know, tens of thousands of, of illegals coming across our southern border. I'm going to go back in time to the Obama administration. 1,000 people, 1,000, crossing the border in a month's time was considered a crisis. We regularly hit 30,000 a month. Like, that's a low number. And so now when you look at a college kid in South Dakota or uh, in, in rural Tennessee or rural Virginia or somewhere out west, every small town in America is now a border town because of this feckless, cowardly administration. And I'll, I'll give you an example. When you look at the age group 18 to 45 in the years in 2020 and 21, fentanyl has killed in that age group more, more individuals than COVID, than car accidents, and cancer, and suicide. Who's to blame for that? This administration, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, for allowing an invasion under on our southern border. And ladies and gentlemen, if this isn't dereliction of duty, and you look at Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security, he should be impeached as well. I mean, I can only impeach so many people at one time, right? But there's a whole, there's a dozen or more people in this administration that should be kicked out of office who have betrayed our Constitution, who have betrayed the American people. And so, like, like you said, as we started, like there's so many things, so many reasons why we can impeach this, this administration. But to start with, they're killing our kids. They've made our streets more dangerous. They're taking bribes from, from foreign countries. 
if that's not enough to impeach a president of the United States of America, I don't know what is. You know, uh, the border, I agree with you. It has just been so dangerous in the fentanyl. Uh, it has been unbelievable. Uh, before I let you go, Congressman Ogles, I want to ask you also about the resolution. You brought up Daniel Penny earlier, of course, the Marine on the subway. He put out some statements over the weekend. It was the first time he put out some statements. Uh, basically said he had no choice, that he was so worried uh, that this guy, the homeless guy, Jordan Neely, was getting in the face of women and kids. And he felt he needed to stand up. You introduced a resolution calling him a hero. Uh, why did you feel it was important to speak out on his behalf? We know the grand jury's looking at the case. The latest word is that he's probably also going to testify before the grand jury. I think that's a smart move. Um, your thoughts on why it was so important that you really felt you wanted to speak out for him and, and defend him? Well, so the, the New York district attorney is proven to be woke. He, he's targeting people who dare, like I said, buck the system. And so, you know, you look at uh, Jordan Ely. He was uh, arrested over 40 times. He assaulted a 67-year-old woman, broke her eye socket. He broke her eye socket and broke her nose. This guy was violent. He targeted women. He beat women. He's on a subway. He's talking about killing people. He's talking about taking a bullet. People are scared. And by the way, one of the eyewitnesses who was a minority stated that he was afraid for his life and that Daniel Penny was a hero. And so everybody's piling on Penny. I I felt it needed to be said that this guy, as a good Samaritan, protected himself and his fellow man. That that you have an obligation to do that, and and Alvin Bragg in targeting Penny is discouraging Good Samaritans. You literally have people assaulted on a daily basis. You have women and children being women raped in broad daylight, and and people are afraid to engage to protect her for fear that they'll be prosecuted. And so these woke district attorneys, for every person that's pushed off a subway and plat, plat, platform in New York. Alvin Bragg's responsible. For every woman that's sexually assaulted in New York, Alvin Bragg's responsible. Every mugging, every assault. Let's talk, talk, start talking about these woke district attorneys who are not doing their job. Look, we're a country of laws, law and order. And by the way, if you live in New York and you want to move to a state that believes in law, law and order, welcome to Tennessee. But that being said, Daniel Penny is a hero. He's a Marine who served his country. And in that moment, he served the, the people of New York because he confronted and quite frankly, he took out someone who was violent and dangerous and who had, should have never, never been on the streets. Yeah, and I think anybody who's been on uh, the subway in New York and a lot of other cities across the country uh, understand how scary and dangerous it is. And we certainly don't want to discourage people from trying to help others. Um, Congressman, thank you so much for being here on such an important night. you got to come back on again soon. I love having you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And everybody, when we come back, we're going to take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. You just heard this is Congressman Andy Ogles, who just introduced articles of impeachment against President Biden and Kamala Harris over fentanyl, over the open border. What do you make of that? And also the stunning news that we were also just talking about of a Burisma executive. This is the Ukrainian oil and gas company, apparently tied to that allegation of bribery and that big document that they basically had to pull out of the FBI director's hands. 
Turns out there is a recording, and there may be many recordings, that the boss apparently claims to have 15 tape conversations with Hunter and two with Joe Biden himself. And boy, that just adds to some of the comments that the congressman just gave us here. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow, it has certainly been an interesting night here on the Rita Cosby Show. I just have to say that if indeed there are audio recordings of this Burisma executive, this is an energy company in Ukraine. If this Burisma executive has these recordings, uh, supposedly more than a dozen with Hunter and two with Joe Biden, uh, this is really bad news for the current president of the United States. These conversations, according to Chuck Grassley, according to this informant. So, again, we haven't heard them yet. Uh, but according to the informant, this executive apparently was keeping these recordings as, quote, insurance policy that he had some leverage over then Vice President Joe Biden. And the claim is that that was basically a bribery scheme that if we give you X money, we'll get X in return. And it's pretty stunning because also Chuck Grassley, the senator, longtime senator from Iowa, I've known Chuck Grassley a long time. He doesn't kind of usually go on like harebrained schemes or make statements that he can't back up. And he's saying that this document that Christopher Ray handed over basically entails definitely a pay-for-play scheme with then the vice president, Joe Biden, now president, of course, And that in it also, Joe Biden may have also been involved in Burisma, the oil and gas company in Ukraine at the time, employing Hunter Biden. Now, all of this is so damning for the current president of the United States. Remember, he keeps saying he doesn't know anything about his son's business deals. He keeps saying Hunter's the smartest guy he knows, that he's an honest guy. He has no idea of anything that's corrupt. And if there's some direct pay-for-play scheme, if he got money and then changed policy and made certain things happen as a result of it, that is damning. And if there are audio recordings now talking about upping the ante, if there's an audio recording of this Burisma executive, and it can be proven to be a correct audio recording, not altered or any of that stuff, and it shows Joe Biden agreeing to do something for a certain amount of cash, he's done. He is done. And boy, anything that Trump has done or any of these allegations look pale in comparison. I mean, this is unbelievable stuff. And where are the Democrats? Let's just talk about being Americans. Don't you want to know what the truth is? I mean, these are stunning allegations. And if there's an audio tape of the current president of the United States selling America out, basically policies out to help his son, To basically bring in big cash, we need to get to the bottom of it. And he is absolutely toast if this is true. If it's true, we don't know yet, but we better get to the bottom of it for the American public. When we come back, everybody, we're going to take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The audio tapes may say it all, guys. Wow. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment where we honor our great law enforcement and, of course, their families, a really powerful story tonight coming from St. Lucie County in Florida where two police officers are being hailed heroes after they rescued an elderly man from a canal bank in Port St. Lucie as his car was about to roll over him. The incident happened late on Friday night just east of Florida's Turnpike, and officers found the 87-year-old man on the canal bank after his phone gave them a general area where he was. He was telling his daughter that he was in the water somewhere, and a St. Lucie County Sheriff's Office helicopter got to the skies, helped the officers spot the tilting car, whereupon two officers raced to pull the man up and away from the vehicle. He was sitting actually right underneath it, and it was moving a little bit, so even the air unit was able to see what it looked like, and it was just about to roll right over him. We were able to quickly jump down and get him. Really amazing. One of the officers said it was so great to get him out, get him to safety, and get him to fire and rescue. He actually had a smile on his face when he was away from everything. That is an incredible story. And boy, uh, he could have easily have been killed if not for the great reaction of his family and, of course, law enforcement there getting to the scene and saving him in the nick of time. Well, you just heard from Congressman Andy Ogles, who was talking about his resolutions today. Amazing. First of all, uh, introducing a resolution a couple uh, days ago, by the way, on Daniel Penny, supporting him, saying he is a hero. And also just a few hours ago, introducing articles of impeachment against President Biden and Kamala Harris for the borders being wide open. And you also heard what he had to say. He was stunned about all these new details that keep coming fast and furious tied to Burisma also. There's a lot of areas you could look into with President Biden right now. My goodness, whether it's the border. Now you look at this pay-for-play scheme that's being alleged at this time. I mean, there are so many issues going on. Crime in this country, uh, the soft-on-crime prosecutors. There's a lot of things that you can look at. And yet we are on the precipice now. We are only hours away For the very first time in American history, a former American president is about to be federally charged with criminal crimes. And we are, of course, talking about President Trump. This is stunning. Think about this moment. President Trump is about to face multiple counts, dozens of counts, all tied to classified documents. Meantime, Biden had documents strewn basically all over the East Coast, Many of them near his beloved Corvette, where Hunter Biden was fixing the engine and living in that home with a wide open garage where the documents were hanging out. And yet nothing to see there. I mean, talk about double standards. It is unbelievable. And yet it is President Trump who hours from now is being called in because the documents they say were not stored properly at Mar-a-Lago, even though there's Secret Service there. They're upset that he showed them to a a writer, a publisher for a book, uh, and that he talked about them when a conversation with somebody else. Yet there's no evidence that he actually turned them over to somebody and that he actually jeopardized national security by doing that. 
I mean, there's some whole different level of hypocrisy here, and that's why this is really stunning to me. I want to hear your thoughts. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. This is the first time in American history you're going to go after a former president, and it's going to be over his handling of classified documents. When you look at what I even just said on Joe Biden, just on the classified documents. And then think about what Congressman Ogles talked about with the open border and fentanyl that is polluting our countries as a result of that open border. And then think about these new details, these stunning details coming tonight from Chuck Grassley. This is amazing. I want to read you a little bit. Chuck Grassley again saying that this document that the House Oversight Committee saw that Christopher Ray handed over about an informant tied to Burisma that the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then-Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as sort of an insurance policy for the foreign national in case he got in a tight spot. The 1023 document also indicates that then-Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burisma employing Hunter Biden. Boy, If any of this is true, Joe Biden is a flat-out liar, and he is gone. I mean, this to me is stunning news and pales in comparison of anything that is being alleged with President Trump tomorrow in a federal court. Here is President Trump speaking to Roger Stone. Roger Stone launched his show on WABC yesterday, and he interviewed the former president. He asked him, is there any circumstance where you would drop out, you know, because he believes that this is all politics and that it's really designed to just overload the former president so he won't run and he won't run against Joe Biden and listen to what President Trump had to say. No, none whatsoever. No, I see no uh, I see no case in which I would do that. I would I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I had opportunities in 2016 to do it. And I didn't do it. And uh, some pretty big opportunities, yes, you know. You know, there were people that saying, well, just not, it's not going to happen. And uh, we did it. We ran a great race. But then think of it. In 2020, we got millions more votes. And then he also talked about the double standards that we just addressed in blaring detail tonight. If I weren't leading, this would never happen. Or if I wasn't running, even more so, this would never happen, these fake charges. It's just fake. Uh, The boxes hoax. Biden has 1,850 boxes that he's not giving up. They're at the University of Delaware, I guess. And by the way, the tapes that you read about, those tapes are my tapes. I gave them very willingly the tapes. They didn't ask Biden for tapes. He probably doesn't have tapes. It was a disgrace what they did. And they did it for political reasons. They did it because they're not polling. I don't see how they can poll. The country's going to hell. And speaking of tapes, huge news tonight that this Burisma boss, this Ukrainian oil company, which was being investigated for major corruption, that apparently the big boss there, the foreign national described in the secret document, kept secret audio recordings of him bribing Joe and bribing Hunter Biden. If this is true, I think Andy Ogles is right about the impeachment, and it should come pronto again if it's true. But this is a bombshell that Grassley broke just a few hours ago. Where do you see all of this headed, guys? 1-800-848-9222. one 848 
Let's go to Jacqueline. Line eight. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Rita, boy, I got a couple of thoughts on both topics, on this debacle tomorrow, this other dog and pony show, and more importantly, the great Congressman Ogles from the wonderful state of Tennessee. He is a gentleman, and I applaud him for bringing those articles of impeachment against number one and number two. And as one of your callers said last week or the week before that, May, we may be closer to a president, Kevin McCarthy, hopefully so. Um, as, as far as tomorrow is concerned, you know, it, it, I would really uh, implore all conservatives and all Republicans to stand strong and refrain from watching any of the mainstream news media like the Fox News Network, uh, the Fascist News Network, the Phony News Network, the uh, CNN, the Crime News Network. If they have Newsmax and they cannot look away like with uh, many rubberneckers when there's a crash or an other incident, let them watch it on Newsmax. But stay away. Do not give this any credibility. Do not give this uh, debacle, the sensationalism, any credibility whatsoever. Uh, they, I believe the right thing is to look away in support of President Trump, and I hope reasonable people will be smart enough not to fall into this trap. By the way, Jacqueline, today they were treating it like O.J., I mean, it was like covering the white van. Remember when O.J. was driving down the highway? I mean, I have to laugh because it's so insane. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like Al Cowlings. Remember, it was like driving the car. And it was like he's head past the next exit. That's how it was like with Trump today. Right. And, and, and to hear the Democrats, the way they are covering this. Um, and in fact, hang, hang with us, Jacqueline. I'm going to play two comments, and I want to get your reaction. Um, you always have such great insight. Here is Eric Holder. He was on MSNBC, one of the networks you just talked about, um, and he couldn't wait. He was like, oh, this is this is terrible. Trump uh, having classified documents, which every single president basically, I think, has had in American history, probably going back to George Washington. Uh, but here is Eric Holder. He can't he thinks this is impeachable. Uh, meanwhile, uh, don't worry what you hear about Joe Biden. Listen to this. So Donald Trump was back on the campaign trail yesterday. Um, he said he would stay in the race for president, even if he's convicted in this case. I know there's not a lot of precedent here, but when you consider that possibility, what concerns you the most? Well, the notion that you could have a trial, um, defendant be convicted, somehow win the election, be sworn in as president or whenever it happens, um, that seems inconsistent with our, our, our notion of, of, of fairness, of, of the rule of law. Uh, at, at that point, I would hope that an impeachment proceeding um, might be considered, um, not only considered, brought, and ultimately he would be removed um, from office. The, the notion that a convicted felon, convicted felon, uh, would serve as president of the United States is is absurd. It is simply absurd. I saw it, but like they're already planning his third impeachment. And it's over classified documents. And here's Hakeem Jeffries. Um, he's a House Minority Leader Democrat, and he's already planning that, too. Listen to this. These charges are incredibly serious uh, and relate directly to the safety and security of the American people, which is a president's, a former president's most solemn responsibility. And at least according to the indictment, one that was undermined in severe ways by the former president, who, of course, is innocent until proven guilty, and there will be a process 
that will formally begin on Tuesday. You know what's amazing, Jacqueline? Neither one of those guys bring up anything with Joe Biden. And just even on the classified documents, he has been absolutely reckless. He shouldn't have even had the documents when he was senator. I want to know, how did he get him out of the skiff when he was a senator? He's not even allowed to take them. And and you're telling me all those documents that are the University of Delaware that he won't release? I'm sure there are classified documents there, I would assume, because, look, they seem to be everywhere else he's been, including everywhere Hunter's been. And this is absolutely damning tonight, Jacqueline. This news to me is stunning about Chuck Grassley. If this Burisma guy has apparently, and I always give, I say if, you know, we don't know, but if indeed, according to this 1023, no wonder Nancy Mace came out and said this is damning and all these people. If this guy has conversations, 15 with Hunter, two with Joe, that talk directly about bribery and Joe is agreeing to bribery. Again, we haven't heard him. We don't know. But if it exists, that is that is the end of this presidency, Jacqueline. Well, you know, Rita, you have to use the word if because you are a professional uh, in the communications industry, but I don't. I don't have to use the word if, and I won't use the word if. This is the smoking gun just like we've been waiting for, like those of us who know what's going on and who've been paying attention to everything while Eric uh, Holder, or as I refer to him, Eric the Withholder, when it comes to the current occupant of the White House and the entire administration, they withhold that information. And as far as Hakeem Jeffries is concerned, he's a non-entity. He's another one. Every word that came out of his mouth is basically gaslighting. What he stated is everything that the current occupant of the White House and his administration has been doing not only for the past two years, but, as you so accurately pointed out, when he was vice president under Obama. Again, it's the Obama-Biden-Clinton crime family. Yeah, it is It is stunning. These allegations are jaw-dropping. Jacqueline, thank you. We love talking to you. Thanks so much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. one 800 on the stunning news night that there may be audio recordings with this Burisma executive and Joe Biden, and there may be audio recordings with this Burisma executive and more than a dozen of them with Hunter Biden. And for that reason, this could be stunning. If there is evidence to that degree, if indeed Joe Biden, remember, has said, I don't know anything about my son's business deals. Uh, This informant is telling the FBI he knows a heck of a lot. So much that he was taking $5 million as the allegation. Joe Biden himself, and it may all be on tape. We'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour on the Rita Cosby Show, we'll also continue talking about these stunning details about Burisma. This is this Ukrainian energy company that's at the heart of these big allegations against Joe Biden and Hunter. We knew that Hunter had a role in it. He was on the board. And now there may be evidence, according to this informant who talked to the FBI years ago. Let's hope the informant's still alive because 
If you look at, what is that, in Russia, sometimes these people are talking against Putin. God, he shot himself five times in the head. Isn't that amazing? He only got half his head the first time. You know, or God, he, he smashed himself into the wall five times. You know, it's like in a car. Uh, so let's hope that they are around and able to give the American public at least a sense on if this is correct or not. Again, I'm always saying if. I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But boy, if this is true, this is a bombshell. And again, it comes from a credible source. Remember that the FBI has used many times over a decade. So it's not some willy-nilly person giving them the information. This person has given them credible information in the past. And now we're hearing that it may all be on tape, that there actually may be recorded conversations with Joe Biden and this Burisma executive where he's basically bribing him and he has it on tape that this individual apparently recorded it and told the informant that. So let's get to the bottom of this. I hope that the House Oversight Committee and others on Congress are tracking this down ASAP, tracking down these individuals ASAP. We also, I remember when we were talking with Rudy Giuliani uh, a couple days ago, Rudy was saying that there's an accountant also with Burisma who has some information about where the money went and the money trail. All of this should be able to be tracked down And we should know right away. This also is coming as Trump is just hours away from going before a federal judge in Miami over classified documents, which suddenly him bragging to a writer about a a plan that has already been made public. And also the fact that documents uh, were in a location where Secret Service was, but maybe not exactly where they're supposed to be, seems very pale compared to the allegations that have happened against Hillary Clinton in the past with her server. How about Bill Clinton, who made audio recordings of conversations with world leaders, and he put them in a sock drawer? That's a true story in Chappaqua. And a judge ruled that his information was personal. He was able to keep it, that presidents are allowed to keep information. And that's why I think all the classified documents and the retaining of it I actually think uh, it's going to probably at some point come before the Supreme Court. This case is going to drag out. I'm talking about what's going to happen tomorrow with Trump being arraigned tomorrow in court. He's going to say, obviously, not guilty. He's going to fight it tooth and nail. Um, Then he's going to make some statements, by the way, tomorrow night. We will also hear him making some statements. He is set to make some statements to the American public afterwards because he's angry. He said he has had it. Um, and he's going to speak out against this. And I bet he's going to get a bump in the polls again. Because this, to me, just looks so unbelievable. I just told you what they're looking at Joe Biden for, and I just told you comparing to what they have charged Trump for. And the Joe Biden allegations, this 1023 dates from years ago. So the FBI, and guess what? The U.S. attorney in Delaware in particular has been sitting on it, sitting on it. Sitting on his butt, he hasn't gotten anything tied to Hunter Biden. No gun charge, no tax charge, and no major serious bribery charge that could emanate from this against his father now. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry. Line 7. Larry, your thoughts about this? Okay, well, first of all, I want to say about Trump. You know, I don't understand how they had probable cause. Well, you need probable cause to arrest somebody. If Trump had the ability to declassify the documents and he left with the documents when he was still president, 
then then how do they know that he, they, they'll never be able to know for sure that he did not declassify them? So I don't understand how they had probable cause to arrest them, to arrest him. And I hope that they put that in the motion to dismiss. That's my first point. And the second thing is, Rita, you know, I don't, I don't know if you realize it, but you've been saying if this, if that, if this happens, then it's the end of his presidency. He said it about five times in the last six months. And nobody cares when these things come to fruition. Nobody cares. I disagree, Larry. Two things. And by the way, I think if there's audio recordings, it changes the dynamics big time, Larry. I, I, I understand your frustration, by the way, because there clearly is a double standard out there. But if there are audio recordings, you can bet that is going to be played over and over and over again. And it really he will be done. I, I honestly, if there are audio recordings, and that's why I say if, I probably said if about 500 times, not five times, because I'm careful because it's a very serious allegation. I mean, and it pales in what President Trump is going to be facing the allegations tomorrow. Um, two things. First off, your comment about the classified documents. Trump says he had the right to declassify them. There are many constitutional scholars who say he is correct. A president has the authority to do that. There are others who say they do not. That's why I actually think it will go to the Supreme Court over what is a president's reach. Does he have the judicial uh, allowance to do that? All that stuff. I think that's why it's going to go there ultimately. But I think on the Biden case, if there are audio recordings, and that's why I always give someone the benefit of the doubt more than the Democrats have given Trump. If there is an audio recording that shows the Burisma guy, first of all, Joe Biden's a liar because he claims he didn't know anything about the business deals. Uh, If that's true, that's bad. But if there's money deals, he's done. He's done. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. moment in American history in a matter of hours from now in a federal courtroom with Judge Eileen Cannon you will see the former president of the United States Donald Trump walking in he will be escorted with Secret Service and a whole bunch of other folks it will be a scene remember the scene that we saw in Manhattan when he came here for the Alvin Bragg arraignment well now it will be a federal court arraignment in Miami And this is over all of the classified documents issue. It is an incredible moment. And yet, President Donald Trump, a number of people who have spoken to him in the last few days, say that he remains confident that he's going to beat this, that he is seeing it as a completely politically motivated endeavor by the Democrats who are desperate to try to take him out of the political race because they know clearly he is the threat. He is leaps and bounds. And in fact, some of the new polls that just came out a few hours ago show him about 30 percentage points over Ron DeSantis. So despite all of these things, he is still riding high. And here is Kimberly Guilfoyle, who I spoke with earlier today, saying the mood of former President Trump. Spirits are very, very good, um, despite these unfortunate circumstances, despite these um, unrelenting, unprecedented attacks 
against them. And, you know, look, as a family, we're standing strong. Um, we're obviously upset about what's going on, but we're not defeated. We're only emboldened by the fact that there is such a groundswell of support for the president. People are really uh, coming on board because even if people were a little bit on the fence saying, oh, I don't know about the tweets or about this or that, you know, that he's a tough fighter and he's aggressive. Well, guess what? You see why. Because every single thing that he said uh, was a sham indictment, witch hunt, investigation to persecute, out to get him. He's been vindicated. And that will be the case with this as well. And she also says that President Biden has clearly used the Department of Justice. He has crossed a threshold that I think you only see typically in like a banana republic. Um, And I agree with her on this. To me, this to me is really going after your political opponent. There's no way around it. You've got the current president of the United States going after through the Justice Department, his leading rival. I mean, that's clearly what is happening. It is his head of Department of Justice. He's the one who appointed Merrick Garland. And if he didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't happen. And he has fast-lighted it, he has encouraged it, he has pushed it, and he's been smiling like a Cheshire cat ever since. Uh, So take a listen. Here is Kimberly Guilfoyle describing what she thinks that we have turned the corner, basically, and we're basically now a banana republic. Imagine this. Joe Biden has weaponized the DOJ with uh, Merrick Garland and Jack Smith to go after President Trump because he is his primary political rival. And because he's worried about the fact that he won't be able to beat him at the ballot box, he's trying to put him in jail. You would think I was talking about Venezuela or Cuba or something back in the day, but I'm talking about the United States of America, and they're doing the same stuff, you know, against Bolsonaro. This is what we see. This has become the new playbook, but it should not be happening in the United States of America. It is really dangerous, bad precedent for the republic. This is not what democracy looks like. And most of the GOP challengers to President Trump, since this is broken, most of them have come out and said, This is a weaponization against the GOP. This is a weaponization against President Trump. You heard it basically from Pence. Uh, You heard it from DeSantis. You've heard it from a number of others. There are two so far that I've seen that have basically smelled blood in the water, if you will. First off, um, a number of them have even gone further pro-Trump. You've heard Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president, saying that if he gets elected, he's making a campaign pledge now that he will pardon President Trump uh, if he were to be convicted of federal crimes. By the way, President Trump could pardon himself, too. Isn't that wild? He could actually be sitting in a jail cell, even if he got sentenced uh, by the kangaroo court. And he's sitting in a jail cell. He could actually pardon himself behind bars on federal charges. This is that, That's how wild it is. Different than state brag, but on federal charges he could. But yet there are two that are smelling blood in the water. Uh, and neither one of them uh, is high in the polls. First, Asa Hutchinson, uh, former governor of Arkansas, saying that uh, this basically disqualifies Trump and that he shouldn't, you know, you don't want to have anybody who's tarnished and dealing with all these issues and could be convicted of felonies and all that. Also, Chris Christie just was part of a town hall that took place on CNN. Uh, CNN still trying to recoup uh, needing CPR after it did the town hall with President Trump not that long ago, which had blockbuster ratings, some of the biggest ratings they've ever had. 
uh, by the way. Uh, they had $3.3 million, I think it was, when they had President Trump on for the town hall. It'll be interesting to see how Chris Christie rated. I know Nikki Haley's ratings were a lot lower than Trump's. I think everybody's has been a lot lower as Pence's that he did with CNN. You know what's interesting? CNN didn't have a problem with Pence. They didn't have a problem with Nikki Haley. They didn't have a problem with Chris Christie. Uh, but boy, they had a problem with Trump, so much so that they basically fired uh, the head of CNN as a result of it. Like, oh, you can't, why, why would you put Trump on? Just because you got blockbuster ratings that people wanted to hear it. They didn't like the audience clapping for Trump and not the moderator. But anyway, so tonight they had another one with Chris Christie, which they were okay with because Chris Christie was bashing Trump. So that's okay by CNN standards. But here is Chris Christie, who, as I mentioned, Asa Hutchinson smelled blood in the water. And so did Chris Christie against Trump. And he took some swipes at former President Trump. He's clearly seeing himself as the, quote, attack dog against President Trump to kind of get under President Trump's skin. And he made some comments in the CNN town hall just a little bit ago. Here they are. He is voluntarily putting our country through this. If at any point before the search in August of 22, he had just done what anyone I suspect in this audience would have done, which is say, all right, you're serious? You're you're serving a grand jury subpoena? Let me just give the documents back. He wouldn't have been charged. Wouldn't have been charged with anything, even though he had kept them for almost a year and a half. None of this had to happen. None of this would have. This is all him saying, again, it's what I was saying at the top. He's saying, I'm more important than the country. These are my papers. He saw in in the indictment that his employees were scared. They always call them his boxes. His boxes. He wants his boxes near him. He flew the boxes up to New Jersey for summer vacation. What is this, like they're a family member? I mean, seriously, I got to have my boxes with me. And let me ask you a question. What exactly was he doing with them? Did someone remind him he's not the president anymore? You don't need these things anymore. This is vanity run amok, Anderson. Run amok. Ego run amok. And he is now going to put this country through this when we didn't have to go through it. Everyone's blaming the prosecutors. He did it. It's his conduct. And that's why CNN was happy to have uh, Trump uh, being bashed by Christie tonight. Yeah, come on in, Chris Christie. You can come back as much as you want. But Donald Trump, that was a mistake to put you on. Uh, Here's a little bit more of Chris Christie because he said that Trump is angry and that there will be payback if he gets back in the White House. Listen to this one. You said the other day uh, Donald Trump is a TV star, nothing more, nothing less, and that, quote, if we put him back in the White House, the reruns will be worse than the original show was. Why worse? Oh, because he's so angry now. He's angry and he's vengeful, and he said, I will be your retribution. Well, I don't think, I don't want him to be my retribution. I don't need him to do that, and I don't think anybody in America needs it either. He wants to be retribution for himself. I am convinced that if he goes back to the White House, that the next four years will all be about him just settling scores, Anderson, with everybody who he thinks wasn't perfectly nice to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and the bottom line is that uh, if you're get lucky enough to become the president of the United States, every day you should wake up thinking about what you do for the people of this country, not what scores you need to settle for yourself. And he has shown himself, and I think most of particularly in his post-presidency, to be completely self-centered, completely self-consumed, and doesn't give a damn about the American people, in my view. Wow. That is Chris Christie. Although, I want to play a comment. I want to play cut number two. This is Trump. 
he was on with Roger Stone over the weekend. Roger Stone and he have been friends for like 40 plus years. Roger launched a show on 77 WABC on Sunday. And Trump's comments to Roger didn't really sound very selfish, especially when he was talking about the fact that there were no wars under his presidency. Take a listen to this. They eased up a lot when I was there. But I told him, I said, Abdul, don't ever, don't ever think about ever doing it again. I went 18 months. Not one soldier was even shot at. Nobody was killed. Not one soldier was shot at. And then not one soldier, think of it, Roger, not one soldier was shot at. And he was talking about the time in Afghanistan. And he was very proud of the fact that there were no new wars. And as you just heard, no soldiers were shot at during that time in Afghanistan. Uh, That's a powerful statement. And he also talked about that he believes he will indeed be vindicated and that this is all politically charged, what he is going through now, and that he wants to come back to finish the business for the country to get the country back on the right track again, seal the borders and do a lot of things, uh, which sounds not as selfish as Chris Christie. I would love to have a closed border for a change. That would be a nice thing. And I would love to have no new wars. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line seven. BJ, your thoughts. I'm still, uh, hello, Rita. Thanks for having me on. I still can't get over how bitter uh, Christie is. I mean, he is just, he's barely a 2% guy. Did you hear one thing out of him that he said I would do differently than I did before or any self-reflection or any new plan in that that uh, tirade he went against Trump? No, you didn't because he's so bitter. He's like one of these child stars. Once they grow up and they get doofy and old, they're no longer cute, so they have to cancel the show. And now they, they, they uh, you know, the, the real world hits them. They don't have an education. They have to find something, get a real job. Well, that's Christie. He's got to get a real job now because he has, he's washed up in politics. But getting back to uh, Trump, you know, turnabout is fair play and all's fair in love and war. You know, the more they keep pushing this stuff with, with uh, uh, documents and documents that he was going to return, uh, return anyway, uh, they don't understand that this Burisma involvement with Joe Biden and this uh, Zlochevsky, who has 15 recordings of uh, Joe Biden uh, uh, agreeing to take money, this is damning stuff. So the more they put, I keep, you know, they keep pushing these these lawsuits on Trump, and it's one after the next. They're never going to stop, and I think Trump has accepted this. He's never going to get any uh, mitigation or relate. It's it's going to be relentless. They will just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until all of this barisma and payoff and laptop stuff gets brought to the top. And I think Joe Biden is going to really be sorry that he pushed these these litigations. And uh, as always, Donald Trump, he will escape the sword of Damocles at the last second. And uh, that's his style. That's how he rolls. You know, uh, what do uh, you make? You know, uh, BJ, I agree with you, by the way, on, on a lot of these fronts, BJ. First off, I do agree. I think that Trump just seems resolved. Um, you heard what um, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who, of course, yep. is, um, you know, she's engaged to uh, Donald Jr., Donald Trump Jr. And Kimberly has said he was in good spirits. He's a fighter. He knows he's going to be vindicated like anybody else would like. Uh, break like a like a cheap suit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yes. crack like a quick nut. Because I'm telling you, in this case, 
but he just like you're right. He's sort of resolved to like he knows sort of what's going on. He sees where it's coming from. Um, but when I look at these allegations, these barisma, this to me is really unbelievable stuff. If indeed, um, basically trying to give that they were trying to get access to the U.S. oil and gas industry. And then there was the bribery to get rid of the, you know, the prosecutor. And then you see the famous line where Biden was like, oh, son of a bee. Uh, they got rid of him. Wow. And But if there's on tape, BJ, that's why I don't know if you heard Larry who called earlier. Larry brought up the question, yes. well, how is this different? I mean, there are other things that I think he has done absolutely wrong. I think the open borders has been downright dangerous for this country. I've never hid my feelings of concern of that. Um, but if there is an actual audio tape of him talking to this Burisma executive and a pay-for-play scheme that is on audio tape, according to and, – and it very well may be there based on all the other things that we have seen. And now it maybe explains why the FBI was, like, not in a rush to hand it over because they knew how damning it was. They know it's a credible source. They've used the credible source. The source was good enough to get paid six figures, so it seems like somebody of note – um, and someone they trusted and who has a track record with them. And now apparently this has now gone into like what a black hole with the uh, attorney, U.S. attorney in Delaware. I mean, it doesn't take five years to track somebody down. Uh, so hopefully now this will be fast tracked and we get an answer to it. But this to me, I really do think is is could be a turning point in terms of really damning because it shows Bo- uh, Joe Biden, obviously, if it's true. And I again, I'm always careful to say if. But if these allegations are true, he's selling out his country for money and changed some policy deal, clearly was involved in his son's business dealings and was clearly trying to sell out America and sell out American foreign policy. And if it's as direct or even inferring as this person is making it sound, this to me is could be catastrophic to Biden's career. Your thoughts real quick to me, Jay. Yeah, he's a cash and carry Paul. He was always the backdoor man looking for the uh, the, the brown envelope, uh, and, and now he's he's in cognitive decline. This is uh, the, the this whole uh, house of cards is coming undone because this is how the Democrat Party has been operating. They've been putting up candidates who uh, are uh, very very uh, in, uh, challenged uh, mentally. This Fetterman. And what happens is you watch this shiny object and you say to yourself, how did this guy get into office? He can't walk up a, a, an airplane stairs. In the meantime, while everyone's watching that, they're stealing from behind. They're throwing your money out the window like it's confetti on all these crazy programs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You're right, BJ. building this. So, so this is this is going to be this is going to be real bad. And I, Donald Trump kind of knows this. I mean, he's he 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 can see twenty moves, thirty moves ahead. He always has been able to do this. This is how he's gotten to be where he's gotten to be. So he's ready for this. He's fully armed. He doesn't. He, he's he's ready for conviction if that happens. God forbid. He's ready. He's ready for it all. And he'll go on to the next one and the next one. This to him is another primary because what happens right. is. Right. The money comes in. Yep, this yeah, is no, all it is. You're right, it's just BJ. Another campaign whistle stop. You're right because people are seeing it for what it is. Uh, BJ, thank you. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Well, we do know President Trump will be in federal court for an arraignment in Miami around 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Boy, it is going to be a scene and sadly historic. And the Democrats are all excited about it, but they're disappointed if there could be delays and holdups because they clearly have one ambition in mind. And the former attorney general of the United States, Eric Holder, well, he was pretty transparent of what the mission of the Democrats are. Take a listen. There's a whole range of ways in which she can have a really negative impact on the case. But the one that concerns me the most is the notion of delay and, and pushing this case um, you know, past the the general election, um, certainly well into the, the primary season, just by the way in which she schedules um, schedules things. And the fact that I even say that, you know, I would not say this about uh, some judge I didn't know. I'm saying this about a judge who has demonstrated, uh, I think, um, an, an ability to lean towards the, uh, the former president uh, to favor him. He would prefer that Trump goes up against a judge that hates him. So that's what they want. And they don't want it. God forbid it goes closer to the election. Uh, God forbid. It's already an election season. How is this not election interference? We are right on the cusp of the debates. The first GOP debate is scheduled for August 23rd. The next one, if it goes to two nights, would be August 24th. But they believe probably one night. But who knows? It could be more candidates. Uh, But still, We are right in debate season and election season, and then you got all the primaries. We're already in the throes of it. So they're trying to say, oh, no, we're not really officially in it yet. So let's try to knock them out before the elections. They are clearly saying the quiet part out loud. And Rachel Maddow even said last week on MSNBC, maybe some deal could be worked out where maybe maybe they would drop charges in exchange for him not running again. That's what this is all about. I'll take your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a beautiful story coming from Walt Disney World in Florida, of course. Disney honored World War II female U.S. Navy veteran Dorothy Pat Rudd as Veteran of the Day during their July 7th flag retreat ceremony held at Walt Disney World. World War II U.S. Navy veteran Dorothy Pat Rudd visited Country Bear Jamboree and Frontierland that her late husband and U.S. Navy veteran Gerald Rudd helped construct at the Magic Kingdom theme park there at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, she was recognized as a pioneer and heroine. She volunteered and joined what's called the WAVES program, the Women Accepted for Volunteer Emergency Service Program to perform shore-based duties for the U.S. Navy. That was a law that was established that allowed the Women's Reserve as a branch of the Naval Reserve in World War II, and it authorized women to serve in the U.S. Navy for the duration of the war plus six months. She was stationed at first in Washington, D.C., and then became one of the first 200 waves to be deployed overseas, where she educated and teach service members how to read and write and help them in the hospital to attend to the wounded, a very serious issue. She also helped uh, met her husband, by the way, at Pearl Harbor, 
um, because her husband was active duty, a naval serviceman himself, and they were married for 71 years. And how beautiful to see that she was honored. She is now 101 years old, this World War II veteran, and definitely a trailblazer and a great role model to men and women. And bravo to her service and all of that of the greatest generation. Well, we are talking about the double standards of justice. President Trump just hours away from being arraigned in Miami. It is going to be a spectacle. Remember when he came to New York? Um, and I described it earlier, like it's like OJ, because like every movement of the white Bronco, it was like Trump is leaving Bedminster. Uh, now he's brushing his teeth on the plane. OK, now he's shaking a hand. You know, uh, now he's saying hello to somebody. I mean, it was like every movement was being, you know, televised. And then he got off the plane, landed in Miami. He was meeting with his attorneys tonight. Some of them are attorneys who worked on previous cases with him. He has new attorneys now working with him, too, because these have to be ones who are used to dealing with federal cases, dealing with Florida. They have to be able to practice in Florida. I mean, there's so many issues and layers, but he is meeting with his attorneys tonight. He's said to be in good spirits, uh, said to be saying clearly that this is politically motivated, And he is ready to go to court tomorrow and say that he is, quote, not guilty. But if you listen to the minority leader of the House of Representatives, New Yorker Hakeem Jeffries, uh, take a listen to what he said. He was on with Al Sharpton on MSNBC, and he didn't just go after Trump. He went after the whole Republican Party. Take a listen to this one. Right-wing folks in this country concluded that they could no longer win elections democratically. It wouldn't abandon conservatism. They'd abandon democracy. And what we're seeing from some of these calls to violence uh, coming from some of the more extreme members of the right wing in this country is an abandonment of democracy. And that should frighten everyday Americans. So. All right. Republicans are a threat to democracy. Anybody who's upset with the Trump indictment should is basically, you know, a threat to the republic. I mean, this is like it's getting so old. And yet this is coming with the stunning news tonight that Chuck Grassley, the longtime senior senator who's been around a long time. And he's one of these guys, 89 years old, still sharp as a tack, much sharper than Biden is. That's for sure. And He is one of these people who doesn't kind of willy-nilly just throw things out. I've known Chuck Grassley for years, and he's always one of these people who's pretty measured with his comments, and also one of these people who's a big supporter of whistleblowers and informants, understands intelligence, and he came out with a bombshell late today, basically saying that the FBI reporter, the FBI source that gave out the information tied to President Biden's alleged role in the bribery scheme with the Ukrainian businessman basically has, quote, insurance that he has at least 15 taped conversations with Hunter and apparently two with Joe Biden himself. And that's why, boy, if this is true, and again, I'm always careful, but if these allegations are correct, this is disastrous. And anything that Trump has been accused of, even though he's been accused of a lot, pales in comparison with these allegations that Biden may have gotten a huge money, multi-million dollar payoff. And if there are audio recordings confirming it and eyewitnesses that come forward in the coming days, 
this changes everything. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line two. Norm, your thoughts. Yeah, first of all, my thoughts are uh, when I hear Hakeem Jeffries, the first thing I think of is he's my congressman in my represents my district and how my little neighborhood's falling the hell apart. And he needs to be concerned about the violence, with, which has been quite a lot of in Canarsie, which is also Curtis Lewa's former district. Uh, he needs to be more conscious of that, number one. Number two, um, I, 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 didn't, I never thought that anything would stick. But if they can get a uh, – if, in fact, there is a recording of uh, Biden uh, taking a bribe from a Ukrainian official – then uh, I think he's toast, and it's Nixon resignation time, number two. Uh, number three, a rumor I heard was that you, Rita Cosby, were on the New York City subways over the weekend. Is that true? By the way, that absolutely is correct. And mm-hmm. I was on, and I ran into uh, one of, I guess, one of the folks who calls into the show, John yes. from Brooklyn. And it was, right. I, it, he was, first of all, I want to say he was delightful, and and mm-hmm. he gave us some good directions of where we were going. I was on the subway, and I was on mm-hmm. the way. By the way, Norm, and, and I'm glad you reminded me because, to me, this was a very powerful also experience because I was on my way. I had friends in who were visiting, and we wanted to go to the 9-11 Memorial and Museum, which was just – I, I can't say how important I think it is for everybody, young and old, to go to this place – uh, I have lost, I lost friends, of course, on 9-11, like so many of us did. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Norm, it was very emotional for me. You know, I was, you know, I hadn't gone, I'd been down to ground zero many times, but I'd never gone into the museum. And I was just, it, it was so powerful and so moving to see the twisted, you know, parts of steel from the different towers and to see the fire trucks and to see the stairs that people climbed down as they were running and fleeing for their lives and the lucky ones who made it out. Um, and just all the, the pieces of evidence that they have there. And even the brick, by the way, uh, from the compound in Abbottabad, uh, where bin Laden was living. Um, but it, it was just, I, I spent many hours there. It was so moving. And I just, I encourage everybody to go and, um, and before we went there, a bright spot was to meet uh, John on the subway. So, so that's how you guys know that I am a true, full-blown New Yorker. And, uh, and I'm happy to say it was an uneventful ride, but it was eventful in a happy way. Uneventful with, cra- with craziness, but eventful because it was nice to meet John and, uh, and run into him. That was a real pleasure. And, and then also to go in such a meaningful, powerful time at the Memorial Museum. So, so yes, the, the word is out. So how did you find out, Norm? How did you get the scoop on me on the, on the subway? One of the other shows, I forget which one, and John was calling to say he gave you directions. Uh, all I could think of is, Rita, take a cab, for God's sake. I take the subway every day. Uh, don't take the subway, Rita. I, I had friends you... in town who were tourists. They wanted to experience it. I, 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 did a, right. I said a prayer, and then I went on the subway. Okay. And then I said two when I got off. But you know what? You know what? John was a bright spot. John was, John was so charming and so lovely and gave us directions. You could tell I wasn't a subway regular, but, but he made the trip delightful. So that was a good sign. And I'll, I'll leave some mace at the desk at WABC for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. It's an adventure. It's an adventure. <laughs>
Great. So you stay safe now. Thank you, Norm, very much. You're very sweet. Thank you. Let's go to Joe in Jericho. Joe, go ahead. Read it, my love. I'm going to hit you rapid fire, and then as usual, you know, you just brown brilliantly. First of all, Eric Holder, the moron, that stupid Fast and Furious is distributing guns to find out where they end up, killed one of our federal agents and some Mexican innocent civilians. He has blood on his hands. So does Hakeem Jeffries. And also, also, Joe Biden has blood on his hands with Afghanistan. 13 of my brother and sister, American Marines, dead. Afghanis were murdered. And when he was the vice president, he pushed for the, the, insurgency, uh, the uh, escalation of the war and the abomination. When he, was vice, when he was senator, he voted to send other people. His son, Hunter, sold drugs in the military. He should be doing life in Leavenworth. This goes on and on and on. And not only that, but by the way, they tracked down Tara Reid, God help her. She's in Russia hiding out. She should have gone to Italy or Spain or Poland. The democracies in at least the food would have been better. And there were the allegations of rape against, against Biden and against Trump. But the bottom line is they give, him a, they give Biden a free pass. I think that they're gearing up to give, you know, he and, he and uh, Biden and Harris are, are more, they're like a couple, uh, uh, Harry and Leona Helmsley. So I think they're going to have him removed from office, the Democrats, to, so he won't have to go to trial. And then Harris becomes president, God forbid. But the only good thing is McCarthy becomes president. I hope that Ogle gets his way, gets the impeachment, gets those two bombs out. He becomes president. Hopefully, um, Scalisa will be vice president until 2024, because this is completely out of control. And by the way, congratulations to the jury in Los Angeles. They convicted Danny Masterson of that 70 show of two out of three counts of rape. And he's facing 30 years and a life term. And whatever he did to those women, I hope happens to him in jail. Wow, 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 wow. Joe, you know, by the way, um, and I, I hadn't been following the Danny Master. I know a little bit about it, obviously. Um, but let me get let me get to your point, too, when you first started there, Joe, because you, you had a lot on your plate there. Uh, the Eric Holder case. Uh, you're right with all the Fast and Furious stuff, too. Remember all of that stuff with the gun runnings? And by the way, he was held in contempt of Congress. That's the irony of it all, that he's like talking about breaking the rules. And this is a guy who was found in contempt of Congress and nothing happened to him. Uh, I mean, so there are so many like double standards here. And, and you know, this whole Burisma thing is really a bombshell tonight. Um, if indeed it turns out that there are audio recordings and you have to wonder at a time where our president has been basically throwing American oil and gas under the bus. I mean, he has been disastrous for American oil and gas and basically has been at a time, think about, you know, President Trump, we were energy independent, we were energy abundant. We would have been uh, so lucrative as a country if we had continued just Trump's path and also if also Russia uh, didn't have the money and the leverage to be able to sell oil, if we could be selling the oil so people would be coming to us and as opposed to Russia making so much money, that's what's fueling their machine. I mean, that's what's amazing. They're, it is literally fueling their war machine, so much of the oil sales and everything else and oil and gas. And this president has thrown us under the bus saying, oh, well, we got to go green energy. And yet, what is he doing working with with this allegation with Burisma? What is he doing working with them to help them get access to American oil and gas and to help his son get oil and gas? There's something really fishy here. 
that just is really horrible. Like, what, is he going to sell out American oil and gas at the expense of helping Burisma? That he was giving them access to something that he was planning to cut off American oil? I mean, there's some really unseemly things here, and it is getting really, really damaging. And if there are recordings saying this, he's in big-time trouble. I mean, big, big-time trouble. And this comes again as President Trump is facing something on classified documents. I mean, that pales in comparison to what we are talking about now. Uh, Jerry, real quick, line two. Jerry, your thoughts. Yeah, it would be nice if the judge in uh, Florida, the federal judge that Trump appointed, would do the right thing and just apply the Equal Protection Clause. There's plenty of evidence showing that other people are treated differently than Trump and that he's having more of a burden imposed on. That's a violation of the 14th Amendment. And it's also a violation with the motive to violate the First Amendment, which is to make sure that people can't vote for and associate with who they want. Association is only viable and only important if you can vote for a candidate that you want. And freedom of speech, of Trump's freedom of speech, is only important if he can use it to run for office. So there's 14th and First Amendment violations. Now, let me ask you, though, Jared, do you think... Do you honestly think any judge would do it, even a Trump appointed judge, even well, if it's someone who's who's I, I mean, I'm just the only reason I say this to you. I'm just being a realist. I don't see that happening. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. You're making some interesting cases and bringing up some interesting, you know, legal basis for it. But I just think that the pressure is going to be too great on any judge, even if they understand that there are issues here that certainly uh, are favorable to the president that clearly weren't brought up before our grand jury, I'm sure, in Florida. I'm sure they weren't uh, by Jack Smith. Um, but it's still going to be such a huge pressure when you have the federal government coming in and saying, we've got 37 counts, like they stacked so many counts. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening, even if the, she feels it's completely politically motivated and completely ridiculous. Um, even if it has complete merit, your real thoughts real quick, Jer. Go ahead, Jer. Here's the thing. She could be the Alvin Bragg for the right wing. We could stand behind her. Everyone could stand behind her. And she should realize that she would be doing the proper thing, just like was done in Florida in 2000 when the Florida court hijacked the case. The Supreme Court had a rule and the right Section 5-4 voted for their – it became a political issue, and they went 5-4. So I'm saying she's not installing the president. All she's doing is giving everybody the right to vote in a president. So that's what she could hang her hat on, saying, I'm giving – let the election decide this. And by the way, I agree with you, Jared, that that's what should happen because voters should be allowed to decide. Democrats shouldn't be allowed to go after their primary opponent and influence an election by bogging down somebody with legal cases – Right before an election. I mean, it, it, it seems very transparent to you and me whether a judge will do it. I think it's very hard to ask them when you have a federal case with 37 different criminal counts. That's why it's just so stacked, which is why they always stack. They always add the cases. Uh, but boy, you never know, Jerry. You never know that she's been she's made some pretty, uh, you know, uh, bold decisions in the past. <laughs> you never know. Maybe there's one percent. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, and I'll continue your calls after the break, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show. And of course, by the way, tomorrow night, you know, we will have extensive coverage of what will be a day in court for history. 
Uh, despite all of the craziness and everything we are talking about, I really think it's a very sad day for American justice tomorrow. And this, to me, should not be the first time that a former president in American history is being arraigned on criminal charges, 37 criminal counts federally in court in Miami, President Trump going there, and it's over classified documents. And again, the double standard to me is so blaring with what's happening with President Biden, as we also talked about even some of these new allegations with Burisma, even his handling over classified documents, finding them in the garage next to the Corvette where Hunter Biden is. And then remember, FBI agents went back again and then they found it in the library. It was like Clue, uh, the billiard room with a, a candlestick next to Mr. Green. And then they found him, you know, in uh, the home in Wilmington and Rehoboth. Then they found him at the University of Penn, uh, Delaware Center, remember, in D.C. And other people who weren't supposed to have access to them did. And then they found him again. And then we're still trusting that they found him when they did find him because they found him right before the midterms, but it wasn't reported until January, the midterms, of course, in November. So there are so many questions, and yet it seems like that special counsel has done nothing. We don't hear anything. And now tonight, this bombshell news again coming from Senator Grassley that Burisma executive may have actually recorded pay-for-play bribery allegations against Biden, that there may be audio tapes with the president, uh, who at the time was vice president, and also with Hunter Biden. Boy, if this turns out, again, this would be enormous news. And yet tomorrow we will see President Trump in a courtroom in Florida. He says he is going to fight this tooth and nail, that this is all politics. And so far we have seen the support in the polls. He's gone up. Uh, People clearly are saying this is not what justice is about in America. Uh, Let's go to let's go to Mike. Line three. Mike, your thoughts real quick about what tomorrow Uh, is. I don't read it. Yeah, I think uh, it's very important not to lose sight of what the congressman was saying to impeach both Kamala and, and Joe, because this could be a setup. All of a sudden, these new allegations are coming out, which are probably true. But they're trying to separate Kamala Harris from Joe Biden. So we go, we impeach Joe Biden and the Democrats, they keep power of the House. So we got to let's not overreact with that. We'll get that information for future. But let's stick with what the congressman is saying. Impeach both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden with all of their evil doings that they have done to this country. And by the way, it's a long way to go till that would happen, uh, because obviously, Listen, I think the wide open border has been downright dangerous. I think he has a point there. Uh, But I think there's still a long way to go with any sort of impeachment proceedings. You can throw in a resolution. Whether it goes anywhere is a whole other matter. But, boy, there's a lot. Uh, In fact, that's why I remember at the beginning of the show, Mike, I asked him, I'm like, "Uh, what are you going to go after him on? Because, boy, there's a lot to go after him. But I can only say tonight, guys, that if this Burisma allegation is correct, And there are audio recordings. Uh, Impeachment uh, is justified if there is indeed proof of that. And yet tomorrow we're going to see Trump in there in Miami. We will have full coverage tomorrow night. And I want to hear your thoughts tomorrow evening, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.